tried my best I've given all I had Oh God, I confess Feels like there's nothing left to give Nothing left to give Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter whose album Letting Go of Perfect just came out two months ago. Her previous release had a single that spent more than 30 weeks on the charts. A couple years ago, she was chosen as one of Billboard magazine's best bets. She recently wrapped up the filming of her first movie, which is set for release in 2016. One year ago this month, she made her Grand Ole Opry debut at the historic Ryman Auditorium. She also added her vocals to the newly released Third Day album, Singing a Duet with Mac Powell. You've been hearing one of her songs, entitled You Are My Rest. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Karen Williams. Hey, hey, Bruce. How you doing? Great, Karen. I'm grateful to have you on the show. Thank you very much for doing well, this. Well, thank you. I, just hearing you um, recap all that, I realize it's been a busy couple of years. <laughs> I'm tired just listening to all that. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I love letting songwriters story tell. So uh, give the listeners some insight, please, if you would, into the song that we were just playing, You Are My Rest. Well, that's a, a special, very, very special song for me. Uh, I, I kind of fell into songwriting by accident when I first moved to Nashville years ago. And so I didn't really understand the, I mean, I, I was always a writer. I majored in in, um, in journalism in college, and then I was always a singer. I just had never really put the two together. And so what I discovered mm. was that songwriting was this incredible outlet for what I was feeling or something that I'm going through, good or bad, you know, happy or sad. And and so You Are My Rest really came out of a place for me uh, last year where I was just kind of just kind of tired uh, emotionally, physically, a little bit drained during that um, specific season last year. And and uh, and so we got into the, the studio that day. I wrote that song with my husband, Brian White, and our, our friend and producer here, Pete Stewart, who is incredible. And the three of us just sat down and started getting really honest that day. We just started talking about how we felt. And, you know, no matter what industry you're in, I think all of us feel that at times where we all kind of wonder, am I am I doing things right? Am I making the impact that I that I really want to make? Um, am I right where the Lord wants me? And, and we can go, 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 go. And we think our feet need to move faster. And that makes us um, more effective for the kingdom. And uh, I think sometimes what the Lord wants us to do is just take a deep breath and say, hey, 
you know, calm down. We, you, you've, you've got this, you're still in control and I don't necessarily need to move faster. I just need to, to take a deep breath and listen better for you. So that's kind of a brief version of, of where that, uh, you know, where that song came from. And it's really a special one for me. Some of those lyrics are just incredibly honest and I'm really proud of that. Well, God bless you. And, uh, you know, it, it, it made me think as you were saying that I was kind of nodding my head and thinking, you know, that, that we, you, you hit the nail on the head because we do work so hard and, and it's almost as though we're trying to gain his approval. And, and of course we yeah. all know, you know, that there's nothing that we can do that's going to make God love us more than he already does. And, and, you know, right. we, we, we take ourselves too seriously. And, and so you, exactly. you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You are my rest. And well, it, thank you. I, I love that it that it is being heard and I appreciate you guys playing it. The the added blessing and bonus on that song was when my friend Danny Goki heard it and said, Hey, I would love to lend my voice to that. So that's the male voice that you're hearing there is, uh, is Danny Goki. So if you're an American Idol fan, you probably remember him from that, but he's also built an incredible ministry, uh, in the, the Christian music market as well. And so he's a good friend. We go to church together and I'll never forget when he came in and started singing, the tears just started flowing. Mm. <laughs> I was listening to him and, and it just really overwhelmed me because his voice is just so passionate and I know his heart. And so for the two of us to be able to collaborate together on that song will always be one of the most special things that I have ever gotten to be a part of. Yeah. And it sounds to me like, you know, that was, and again, not that we need validation, but that the Holy Spirit was truly present. And, and you knew in that moment that, that that voice was needed for that song. And and, yeah. and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get deep and say, you could almost take comfort and take rest in the fact that, aha, thank yeah. you that this voice was sent to me, that this is what this song needed. Yes. A lot of times as songwriters, we, we kind of, we jokingly say we pound things into submission. You know, we, <laughs> we like pound it until it, we're like, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. And sometimes that's when you have to step back and go, are we trying a little too hard here? Maybe we should just kind of step back from it. And so that's the beautiful thing about this song, You Are My Rest. Number one, it was written, it was written in about 30 or 45 minutes. We, we, it just sort of fell into our laps. Wow. And everything about it was just really, really simple and really easy. And so that's when, as songwriters and as creative people, that's when we kind of go, hmm, I think, I think we have something really special here because we didn't have to try so hard. The Lord just sort of um, paved the way to, to create something special. Yeah, not coincidentally, a few weeks ago, Johnny Diaz was on the show, and, and Johnny talked mm -hmm. about you know, trying to write another number one song and finally realizing mm -hmm. that, look, you know, I just need to stop trying to write a number one song. And if it's going to happen, it's yep. going to happen instead of, you know, pouring my, my songwriting into that direction. Just let me write what's on my heart. And, and, you know, if the Lord's going to bless me with a number one song, that's how it's going to come. Not because I, you know, strained myself to try to write what I thought was going to be a hit because he said, every time exactly. I've tried to do that, it's not been a hit. <laughs> well, and, and trying desperately to write another number one song is us taking it back instead of sitting in the room and, and just praying, starting every, I, I, we try to start every songwriting session with Lord, tell us what you want us to say today, you know, instead of, oh my gosh, I have to write it. I, this has to be a number one. This has to be a hit because that to me is, is taking it back and taking it out of his hands. And so, you know, to me, my favorite songs, the best songs that I've ever been a part of are the ones where I wasn't trying so hard, where we just sort of opened our hands and opened our hearts and said, Lord, what do we need to say today? What do you want us to say? What is one of 
your your children need to hear today and whether that's through my songs or somebody else's songs you know so be it i'm i'm just grateful to be a part of encouraging anyone in their life i think that i think that music can heal in a way that sometimes nothing else can and so that's the coolest thing about being part of songs is is just it is hard you know johnny's right i mean it is hard to to not get <laughs> excited and and just go come on we got to write we got to write an amazing <laughs> song but um, but we really do need to just, man, the best ones are when we just let it go and let the Lord do his thing. Yeah. It reminds me, I, I, I once heard Mark Schultz say that when he looks on the back of the CD that he's, my son is on, he just kind of laughs. It says, uh, music and lyrics by, by Mark Schultz. And he, and he says, you know, I, I just laugh because, uh, I didn't write those lyrics. I just happened to be in the mm-hmm. room when God gave them to me. Exactly. <laughs> yep. My husband always says, my husband says, we're not necessarily great songwriters sometimes we're just good song catchers <laughs> <laughs> nice nice well congratulations of course on the new album uh, 10 songs on Thank this you. release and uh you started to to allude to him but uh, produced by someone that has worked with some very notable names um tell the listeners uh, again not only who he is and and who he has worked with but how you got hooked up with him to produce this album are we talking about pete stewart or my we husband Brian? <laughs> no we're talking about pete <laughs> pete he is incredible um Man, he's such a good friend. He, I, well, I, I actually met him through my husband, uh, and they've been friends for about a hundred years. We jokingly <laughs> say, but um, they worked together way, way, way back. Pete was the lead singer in a group called Grandma Train, and then he kind of moved back to Seattle for a while and was doing a ton of music. He worked on the the Ryan Lewis and Macklemore record a couple years ago, and then he has worked with Toby Mac. I mean, Newsboys, Michael Tate. He played in in the band with Tate for a while. You name it, he's done it. I mean, he's been around around forever, and he's just absolutely incredible. Um, so when we when he moved back to Nashville a few years ago, and, and we sat down in the room with him to start writing. We didn't really know we were necessarily writing for my record. We were just writing, mm. uh, maybe, maybe to pitch these songs to, to other people. We didn't know, you know, sometimes you don't always know where the direction of a song is going to go. And, um, and, and as we started working together, we realized, man, we have a special, um, you know, this threesome here is a, is a pretty special collaboration and he has a studio in his home. And so that's the cool thing about just having the freedom and the the time to like really take your time and and not feel rushed with things. And, um, Pete is just a genius. He really is. He's an incredible guitar player. You can take him anything and say, Hey, let's do this song in a style of whatever. And he'll be like, okay. And he will go and make it happen. He's, he's extremely talented. One of the nicest, kindest guys you'll ever meet. And, uh, so for him to, to be as accomplished and amazing as he is, to have, have been able to work on this with him is special, but the friendship to me is even more special. Fantastic. So I'm very, very grateful. Fantastic. Uh, he, listen, he knocked it out of the park. <laughs> listeners, uh, for those of you who are just hearing Karen for the first time, uh, presumably because you're a regular listener of the show, uh, thank you, of course. But uh, as you'll be hearing, she is she is passionate about many things. Uh, so Karen, w- without us getting into the specifics of what those are yet, uh, just just talk in a general sense about your approach to songwriting, because surely you must have an abundance of stimulation and encouragement from the various activities that you're involved with, which I would think would leave no shortage of material to form songs about when you sit down to, to songwrite. Yes. Well, definitely. I mean, everybody, the, the number one question we get is where do songs come from? And my answer is everywhere. I mean, you name it, books, sermons. 
um, conversations with friends, you know, listening to other songs and, and an idea sparking in the middle of listening to a song you've heard a hundred times. I mean, mm. there is absolutely no shortage of, you're right, uh, you know, where ideas come from. And so the point as a songwriter for me is get out and live your life. I mean, honestly, the hardest times that I've had in songwriting have been when I've been too ingrained in writing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, so, for mm-hmm. example, there was a period a couple of years ago where I was writing two and sometimes three songs a day, literally. And that's emotionally draining and mentally draining. And I realized I got to get out and live, live, live some life, you know, go talk to people, go hang out with your family, go just go for a walk or a hike or a jog or go sit in the middle of a bookstore and just pick up a book and, and start reading. And so I think if we get too ingrained in songwriting, we, we get in this bubble and we forget that we need to get out and live our lives. And so um, that's the, the coolest thing. And you said it, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Um, and so I, I do go out and just, just try to live my life and then write down ideas and, and sit down when we're writing and figure out what is it. I don't want to write another song just to write another song. I think there's enough noise in the world and I don't want to contribute to the noise. I want to write songs and blogs and books and Facebook posts that are going to encourage people and inspire people and challenge people, um, whatever that means on that particular day. And so I, I really do wake up every day and just ask the Lord for direction. I think that's how we should all start our days. Um, because I think we can, we can grab, you know, we can strangle it instead of saying, Lord, what do you want me to do today? How can I be an encouragement to somebody else? And so for me, that's through music. Um, and then as far as writing, you know, how I sort of, I think part of your question was how I sort of got started writing or or why I'm passionate about it. When I moved to Nashville eight and a half years ago, I literally didn't know one thing about, um, the songwriting community. I, I moved here because I felt like the Lord was saying, Karen, I want you to go sing. I want you to create a ministry in music and I'm going to help you do that. And I was terrified (laughs) and excited (laughs) all at the same time. And uh, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that, that I was in good hands if the Lord was leading. And, uh, and so when I got here, I realized very quickly, okay, you can't walk five steps in Nashville without running into a songwriter. <laughs> and they all, they all kind of say, oh, well, we should write together sometime. And I didn't know what that meant. But growing up, my dad always told me, Karen, if somebody asks you if you know how to do something, you tell them yes. And then go figure out how to do it. <laughs> so that's just always been my motto. And uh, so one of the one of the first people that I met here in Nashville was a guy by the name of Brian White. Mm. I had no idea who he who he was or what he had done, and because he was very humble. And um, and so he was one of the first people that said, "Hey, you know, would you like to to write a song together sometime? We should write together." And and I was just following my dad's instructions by saying, "Yes, sure, wow. I would love to." <laughs> Wow. And then I went home and I freaked out because I had no idea what I committed myself to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so my we we jokingly say because Brian two years later became my husband, so we, we kind of jokingly say, Well, he says, Oh, it's just the famous Nashville pickup line. <laughs> uh and I always say, Well, it worked, so who cares? But you know, so Brian literally was one of my first co writes here in Nashville and uh, and I, I don't know if, I guess we'll talk more about this later, but he's a very accomplished songwriter and producer. And so I was, I didn't know it at the time. And that's probably a good thing. I didn't know it, but I was in way over my head on that first co-write because I just was, I sat down with two, uh, guys, Brian being one of them who were just coming off of a five week, number one country song. 
And if I let myself, I would have been really intimidated and oh, sure. really, really scared. And I just tried not to, you know, I tried to just say, Hey, I mean, I think I can, I, I'm going to just do my best here. And, and, uh, and I did. And so they really, you know, those first couple of co-writers that I got ingrained with, I'm, I'm just very thankful that they were as kind as they were and patient and helpful and, and genuine because they really taught me a lot about the songwriting community. And, and then I discovered that I had this hidden passion and I guess talent for songwriting, um, that I really honestly didn't know that I had. And, and so, that's one of the ways the Lord has just blown my mind by yeah, it's, it's, me trusting him to move here. Yeah, you know, I really was scared. <laughs> you've given great testimony to, to two examples of, of, you know, of exactly that putting your faith and trust in God, because on the mm-hmm. one hand you talked about, you know, not sitting down to songwrite just because I have to songwrite it. You know, it's, it's kind of God's way of saying, look, you know, to, to sound like Jerry Seinfeld, there's plenty of material, you know, just go live your life. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. saying, you know, what'd you do today? Went to work. That's a show, you know, and, and the Lord right. just saying, you know, just go and live your day. And, and trust me, there's, there's plenty of stuff out there that I will give you to inspire you to write music. And then right. similarly, you know, taking this, taking this co-write with Brian again, you know, putting your faith and trust in God that, you know, okay, you brought me here to Nashville and I'm not even really sure what, what I'm supposed to do. Why is this guy asking me to write with him? And, you know, and, yep. and I, I think of Al Pacino and scent of a woman when he says, God doth have a sense of humor, you know, and, and little <laughs> did you know that this guy who's saying, Hey, we should write together sometime, you know, would become your husband. So it's, it's exactly. great testimony, you know, to, to putting your faith and trust in the Lord. Um, Karen, now, uh, during the month of December, anyone who purchases your new record from your website store will get a free download of your Christmas music. So as, as listeners will continue to hear as our conversation continues, you are very, very busy. So how, when, and where did you get time to record Christmas music too? (laughs) Well, that's a great question. I have no idea. (laughs) I snuck it in somewhere. No, I, this is a, the, the Christmas song that you're going to get free on my website right now with the purchase of a, a hard copy of the record is a song called A Little Christmas that I uh, co-wrote with my husband, Brian. There's that guy again, popping <laughs> up. Um, and a friend of ours, Sarah Hart. And Sarah Hart, if you are an Amy Grant fan, Sarah wrote uh, Better Than a Hallelujah for Amy. So she is mm. an incredible songwriter herself. Um, so I've just been surrounded by awesome people. And, and me and Brian and Sarah wrote this song, A Little Christmas, a couple of years ago. You're, you're probably hearing it on your Christian radio station locally, because um, I know it's being heard all over the country. So I'm, I'm real, very excited and thankful for that. And, and it is just a fun, fun, fun song. It is absolutely 100% guaranteed to put a smile on your face, <laughs> because I think that we all smile a little more in December, hopefully, um, or at least that's what I, I want us all to do. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just wanted to do something special for Christmas. And uh, the physical copy of the record is always more exciting to me. I know a lot of people like to download music nowadays, but the physical copy, uh, if I may be honest, number one, the physical copy is more exciting to me because you can see the writer's names and, and the thank yous. And I just feel like you can get a, a little bit more of a glimpse into the artist's heart by holding the physical copy of the record, number one. But number two, um, you know, that allows us to keep doing what we do. Uh, downloaded music nowadays has has cause us as artists to take a, a, a financial hit. You know, a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, and a couple of friends of mine uh, emailed me the other day and said, wait a minute, so let me get this straight. I don't, how, how does this work? And I said, well, buy the physical copy for any artist, you know, no matter who Absolutely. your favorite artist is, 
go to their website, buy the physical hard copy of the record, because that really and truly allows us to continue doing what we do. And um, so, yeah, for the whole month of December, if you buy uh, the the record from my website store, you're immediately going to get a free download of my song, A Little Christmas. Yeah, and and I will always echo what what Karen just said. It's so discouraging, you know, to to log into to one of my clients' uh, accounting and and see you know these these sources that that uh, are providing music digitally and 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 the pennies that she's being paid for her music yeah. uh, from the purchases that people are making. So uh, by all means, folks. Um, please purchase physical copies of, of artist music. I am Bruce Wozniak, yeah. and joining me today in the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Karen Williams. Visit her official website at www.karenwilliams.com, and that's Karen with a Y. To say that she is active on social media is putting it mildly. On her website, <laughs> you will find links to Karen on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and even Pinterest, and of course, do purchase her music. It's available on her website and at her live performances as well. And yes, there are online destinations other than that, but karenwilliams.com is the place where you want to buy it. Be sure to keep up with Karen online to see the full schedule of when and where she will be performing live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And if you've been listening over the last couple months, you know that there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at nowhearthisentertainment. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing to see where in the world some of you are listening from. We are over 90 countries now. Uh, Karen, I'm curious, and this will also be for the benefit of the listeners who are up-and-coming performers, uh, why Pinterest? Meaning how, how can an artist leverage Pinterest to further promote themselves, uh, you know, differently, of course, from, say, Facebook or Twitter? And, and I will plead ignorance on this one that, that as, as savvy as I am in social media, I've never ventured onto Pinterest at all. So you can make up an answer and I'm going to believe you. <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest. My, my purpose for being on Pinterest is because I'm a, I, I would say secret, but I don't think it's a secret anymore that I'm a craftaholic. Ah. <laughs> so, so that is what I love about Pinterest. But it, yeah, I mean, Pinterest has definitely branched out into other things now. I mean, you can find recipes and, um, I mean, essential oil information and all kinds of stuff on Pinterest. I mean, uh, clothing information. And so, yeah, it has become a place of, um, I guess you could say promotion. Uh, but my main purpose for being on Pinterest is that I I just love sitting there looking through crafty ideas because that's a, a great creative outlet for me. There's a lot of stuff in my home that I've made, or I just love to make things for other people. And, so when I have time off the road, I, I like to just come up with projects. My husband will come home and uh, and he'll walk in and go, oh, what are we making today? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of say, you just very, uh, I said, just, just go with it, babe. <laughs> well, but it sounds to me, though, like it's like it's uh, a, a way of peeling back the curtain and, and letting 
people who follow Karen Williams kind of see the personal you, the who you are at home. And instead of looking at Facebook yeah. or Twitter, the usual kind of artist promo stuff, they're they're looking at what you're pinning and they're saying, oh, wow, that's kind of neat. Exactly. She likes that. She's into well, that. Exactly. I didn't know that about her. Right. And, and we all are real people, too. I think that growing up, I used to look at artists and just think, oh, my goodness. Well, Amy Grant must live in this beautiful bubble and this box and, you know, nothing ever kind of touches her. And, and you forget that your favorite artists are just real people, you know, just like you. I mean, we go grocery shopping and we're we're scrubbing our floors and, you know, we love to read books or go crafting or take, you know, if we have, if you have kids, I mean, take your kids out and do whatever. And, and so, yeah, crafting for me is just one of these things that I've discovered in the last couple of years that I, I just love it. I really do love it. I, I love taking taking a bunch of different things and just putting it all together into something beautiful, which is obviously why I love songwriting. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's taking something sort of out of nothing, basically, you know, writing a song is looking at a blank piece of paper and then hopefully in a few hours, filling it up with a beautiful melody and and beautiful lyrics. And so that to me, it's, it's, it's just another creative outlet for me to go to Hobby Lobby or, or Michael's craft store and go, huh, let's see, let me take, these pieces of something and put it together into, into a beautiful piece of furniture or artwork or whatever it is. Yeah. So I like that. I guess you could say I'm just, I'm just a creative type all the way around. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like that. That's a, that, that's a good analogy. Well, to, to give the listeners just a little taste of your hectic schedule, uh, the day after tomorrow, you're going to be at a 12 hours of Christmas event in Gastonia, North Carolina. And then the next mm-hmm. day, wow. an eight thirty and an 11.30 at a church there, and then a 6 o'clock at another church. So three in one day. Yes. Yep. That is the story of my life, and I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I I prayed for a long time for the Lord to just open doors. And so um, when doors open for me to go share my faith through music, then I go. So um, I love it. Yeah, if you're in the Gastonia area, come join us. Sunday morning twice or Sunday evening. The Sunday evening thing is is really cool. It's kind of an intimate. Um, we're, we created we're creating kind of a a bluebird cafe type scenario, mm. for lack of a better term. Nice. And so uh, just really intimate, telling the stories behind the songs and and really sharing a lot of a lot of the heart behind how some of my songs have been written. So if you're anywhere, if you happen to be listening and you're anywhere in that area, come join us. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you have an official Instagram account for yourself or your band, do not set it up as a private account. That runs contrary to wanting people to see what you're doing and interact with you in your photos. Setting it up as private makes it look like you want to be choosy about who can or can't follow you and see the pictures that you post, and it will only slow your numbers down from increasing and helping you build your following. And by the way, if you think this sounds like common sense, today's bonus comes as a result of me having found someone's official music account on Instagram and it being set to private. Ugh. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. 
I mentioned, and again, uh, listeners, here's here's just another example of of how many fires Karen has her poker in. I mentioned back in the intro that one project is actually off your plate, uh, being the filming of your first movie. So what details uh, about that do you have for the listeners, Karen? Where and when will it be released? Uh, what's it about? What's your role? And, and I guess, how did how did it come to be in the first place? Well, I, I, unfortunately, I don't have exact information on release, so keep an eye out for that. I'll be posting about it on Facebook and Twitter and, and, uh, and my website, of course. Twitter and Facebook is uh, at Karen Williams, but it's Karen with a Y. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that, and, and as soon as I have release information, I will definitely be posting about that. But it came about uh, a, a, a gentleman who owns a production company out of Orlando got in touch, and uh, I guess he was at one of my concerts down there at First Baptist Orlando, and he just had this, what he said was, he said, I, I just had this crazy idea that maybe you did some acting. And so he got in touch with me and, wow. and asked me if I would be willing or had ever done some acting. And I said, absolutely. I grew up doing a lot of that um, at Disney and, and Universal Studios in Orlando where I grew up. And so I said, sure, I'd love to come in and read for a part. So I went in and read for a small part. And in the middle of the read, uh, or the basically the audition, um, he stopped and he said, would you here, let me hand, you know, and he handed me a different script. He said, here, do me a favor. He said, read, read for this. And, and so it's, it's kind of awkward. I mean, you're just there with a camera and <laughs> you're just pretending to be in this movie scene and, uh, and you're auditioning. And, and so I was kind of doing it on the fly with this new script that he handed me. Hmm. And what he was asking me to read for was the main character's wife. Wow. And so, um, so I, I read for that and got the part and, and it's a movie called the power of the air meaning airwaves, you know, the power of airwaves in our life. And, uh, which is so cool for me because obviously a lot of what I do with, with radio and television and what we're doing right here with internet radio, I mean, there's just so many ways that we get information out to, to people now. And there's so many ways that we are bombarded with information. And so it's, it's a really cool, um, storyline about the power of airwaves in our lives, good and bad. And so it's a, I won't give away the plot, but, um, but I play the wife of a guy who just has a really neat idea and a way for, for us to use, um, the power of Christian radio, the power of radio in general in a, in a really cool way. So, okay. Yeah. yeah that'll be out next year and um so cool i mean i loved it i can't wait to do to do more of it yeah <laughs> it was so i was i was going to ask you if it's a faith-based movie so it so it sounds like it is it is a faith-based movie yep it's a faith-based movie and um so i'll definitely it's called the power of the air and i will definitely keep everyone as posted as i possibly can and then interestingly enough i just landed another movie role for a, a movie that we will shoot this coming spring, uh, spring of 2016 wow. will, is when, when it'll be shot. And then I don't know exactly the release on that, but it, I would imagine it would be uh, sometime in early 2017. Terrific. Come out. Terrific. So. Congratulations. That's, that's Thank great. You. Thank you. Well, you know, you mentioned, uh, and, and obviously myself being based in Tampa, you mentioned um, just an hour to the east of me over over in Orlando, you know, your, uh -huh. your early years, uh, you know, Disney and Universal and the like. But, you know, you've you've certainly done music videos. So I did wonder how much, if at all, having done music videos helped prepare you for doing a movie. Yes or, or, or no? Well, definitely. I mean, I think that my the, the biggest preparation that I have had for music videos and movies in general have were just my upbringing. I mean, I was always, I was raised in a professional sports family. My dad 
um, is the, the co-founder of the Orlando Magic. And so I was raised in a, a family of sports, basketball and baseball and soccer and swimming. And, and I was the one kid in my family who um, was music. I was entertainment and, and musical oriented. And so because of that, you know, my parents tried to find everything they could to throw me into that and to, to allow me to, to, you know, to allow that to grow in my life. And so I did all kinds of just, I mean, you name it, I did it growing up at, in, at Disney and in, at Universal Studios. I did live shows. I did commercials. I did photo shoots for, um, you know, for all like textbooks. Um, I did a, a pilot for a, a show that Universal was trying to get going. It never got off the ground, but I did a pilot episode for that, the television um, so that really kind of prepared me for everything that I'm doing now. And that has been a great lesson for me that even when you are in the middle of something that you're not sure where it's going, as I look back over my life, I realize that the Lord has been preparing me for every aspect of what I'm doing now. Um, and so it, it's a matter of just side note, you know, I've learned that no matter what it is you're doing, do it with everything you've got, because you're learning something that's going to help you down the road. Um, so, so all of that, as I geared up for the movie shoot, you know, it can feel a little overwhelming and it's like, am I ready for this? Do I know what I'm doing? And, and I look back over my life and I go, yes, I am ready for this. I've been prepared for this. I've done all kinds of different things throughout my life that have, that have prepared me for this moment. So um, I definitely think my upbringing has challenged me and encouraged me and prepared me for everything that I'm doing now, movies and uh, live shows and music videos. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's certainly good advice to to say that, you know, there's going to be a lesson along the way. And, you know, as, as believers, mm-hmm. as, as believers, we do stop back or excuse me, we do step back eventually and say, ah, okay, I, I see what you were up to. This is, this mm-hmm. is why, you know, I mean, as you mentioned before, you know, this is why you called me out of Orlando to move to Nashville. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and lo and behold, that all that experience that you gained in Orlando ended up translating over to, to what you're doing now. So, you know, there's right. always, there's always a plan. The, the part that we have to remind ourselves of every day is that it's not our plan. It's not up to us. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's when <laughs> we try to, is remembering that. yeah, when, when we try to, when we try to take control, uh, you know, that's, that's when things go awry. So, uh, you know, yep. best laid plans, uh, you know, should, should be those that, that come from above. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today in the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Karen Williams. Visit her official website at www.karenwilliams.com. And again, that's Karen with a Y. And I mentioned before, she's very active on social media. On her website are the links that you can use to find Karen on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and as we talked about, even Pinterest. And of course, do purchase her music. It's available on karenwilliams.com. And be sure to keep up with Karen online through her website and her social media to see the full schedule of when and where she'll be performing live. We mentioned just a couple dates already, but there will be certainly more to come in the future and especially in the new year. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. That makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, again, a big thank you. And do please check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I mentioned episode 92 with Johnny Diaz, but certainly lots of other great guests 
that we've had along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And of course, as I mentioned before, there's also now an Instagram account just for this show. You can follow on Instagram at Now Hear This Entertainment. And another big, big thanks to all of those who are not first-time listeners. Just continually grateful for those of you that are listening to the show regularly and just love to sit back and look at all the statistics of where everyone is in the world that's listening to the show. So Karen, I'm, I'm sure there's probably not an interview that goes by where someone doesn't mention uh, either your husband or your father or both. Um, we've, <laughs> we've, we've talked a, a little bit about both of them already, and, and I know you could fill up an entire show about each of them, but just share <laughs> with the listeners uh, real briefly what major influences each of them have been uh, on, on just your work specifically. Well, yeah, that's, that is a great question, and you're right. I could fill up three hours talking about um, each of them or both of them. So just real briefly, I mean, I have an incredible dad. He, my, uh, he's the co-founder of the Orlando Magic, and he uh, has worked in professional sports my whole life with the NBA. And so just watching him, he moved our family real briefly. He moved our family to Orlando in 1986 with no team there was no orlando magic he just had this crazy idea that he would start a team mm. and so he moved us there in 1986 and watching him you know as a little girl i didn't understand it of course at the time but now looking back i realized that watching him as a little girl just chase his his crazy dream that everybody told him would never work uh you know and, and 20 however many years later the orlando magic is still going strong uh you know I can't even tell you what that did to me as a little girl. And so I, I kind of halfway teased my dad when I moved to, when I was moving from Orlando to Nashville, I said, dad, you know, I'm doing what you did all those years ago. Cause my dad was obviously very sad and scared for me as most dads would be. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I said, you, you know, you taught me this, this is, this comes from your influence and watching you. And, and he was proud and tearful all at the same time. And so uh, I still to this day, my dad is, is 75 years old and he, the word retirement is nowhere in his vocabulary. He's run 60 something marathons. Wow. I've done, uh, I've done, I think seven or eight of my, I've done nine marathons total. I think seven or eight of them have been with my dad mm. and we hold, we, we hold hands as we cross the finish line. And, and it's just, he has taught me to never quit, uh, that anything is possible with hard work and determination and, and, and to just treat people well and love the Lord with all you've got. Uh, growing up, my dad would always say, um, when we were leaving the house or something, he would always say, wear your seatbelt. And we'd go, okay, dad. And he'd say, enjoy your life. And we would say, okay, dad. And then he would say, and be good to people. And those mm. were the three things he wow. would always say, wear your seatbelt, enjoy your life and be good to people. And, and I remember heading off to college and, and one day it just kind of clicked. I thought, I mean, I know that life is difficult and it can be complicated, but at the same time, that's kind of what life boils down to. You know, take care of yourself, enjoy what you're doing, and be kind. You know, be good to people. Amen. Um, and so, so what the cool thing is, is that when I was getting ready to leave to go to Nashville, I wrote him a card and, and I wrote all those things. I said, Dad, it's because of you that I feel prepared to go off on my own, and here's why. And I wrote a list of all of his most important life lessons, all the things he said to me my whole life. 
And that card became a book that he and I wrote together called The Takeaway, 20 Unforgettable Life Lessons Every Father Should Pass On to His Child. And so that book is also available on my website, KarenWilliams.com. So check that out. I, I could talk all day about my dad. <laughs> you, asked about my, you asked about my husband, too. So I'll, I'll just quickly tell you, my husband, Brian White, is a, a songwriter and a producer, not the country artist, Brian White. Most people, a lot of people say, oh, you're married to the guy that sang Rebecca Lynn. <laughs> I say, no, no, no. <laughs> There's another Brian White in Nashville. And, and uh, But they're, they're, they're both really good friends because they get confused for each other all the time. So um, we get a good laugh out of that constantly. But my husband, Brian, is a, a songwriter, and he's written 14 number one songs over the years. He has had uh, written some of my favorite Christian songs. He's written for Avalon and Point of Grace and For Him, and way back he wrote for Larnell Harris. And um, But one of, one of my favorite songs that he's ever written is a song called Then to Ever Live Without Me uh, that was recorded by Jody McBrayer from Avalon. Jody did one um uh, solo record and and that was the that was the hit off of that record it, it's the song that the chorus says it was all about a man it was all about a cross and 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 so I just when I met my husband and realized he wrote that song I said <laughs> oh my goodness I, I can remember driving to work in Orlando just crying listening to the mm. words of that song it was so just made such an impact on my life and of course my husband Brian I mean we were just dating at the time but he was like Wow. I mean, that's every songwriter is is kind of impacted when somebody tells them that their song has made a difference. Yeah. Um, so so um, so that's been a really cool thing for us just to uh, to to be able to do this together. And he plays guitar for me when I'm on the road and we write a lot together. And he's just been the, the, the unexpected blessing in all of this. When I um, was moving to Nashville, crying my way here in my car that day. I'll never forget. I felt like the Lord was just giving me such confirmation. He said, I know you're sad. I know you're, I know this is hard and your heart is breaking, leaving your family. But if you'll just trust me here, I have something really, really special planned for you. And so I, I, I thought that was music related, but um, my mm. husband, Brian, has been the unexpected blessing that now I realize the Lord was Beautiful. was saying, hey, I've got this really cool thing for you. Thank Beautiful. you for trusting me. Beautiful. So. Well, and uh, I'm, I might slip in a, a, a little joke for you to use with him if, if you haven't already done this. But I noticed early, earlier on you were talking, you, you said the song uh, was, was written and you, and you said, uh, I wrote it, I wrote it with my husband in the future. If people say, did you write that with your husband? You should say, no, he wrote it with me. <laughs> he wrote it with me. <laughs> I need to do that. Well, well, this funny thing has been my whole life. I've, I've been known as quote unquote, Pat Williams daughter, you know, my whole life. Oh, is Pat Williams your dad? Is Pat Williams your dad with the Orlando magic? And of course I always say, yes, yes, he is. And, and so my dad has been teasing me these last few years because he said, well, Karen, now everywhere I go, people say, aren't you Karen Williams dad? And he uh, said, now I'm just Karen. He said, now I'm just Karen Williams dad. I said, well, so we tease each other about that. Nice. Nice. Well, speaking of your dad, uh, I think it's safe to say that the biggest cause that's near and dear to your heart is adoption. Um, go ahead and tell mm -hmm. the listeners, uh, wh wh where I'm coming from with that. Well, I'm the big sister in a family of 19 kids, and 14 of my brothers and sisters were adopted from all over the world. So I have siblings from Romania, the Philippines, Brazil, and South Korea. And um, and my parents started adopting when I was four years old. So I've really never known anything different. You know, having brothers and sisters that had different skin colors that, than me, that looked different than me and spoke differently than me, that's all I've ever known. And so that's a huge part of 
my ministry now, and and um, I speak on behalf of adoption. And so, growing up in a family like that was was absolutely crazy and wonderful, <laughs> and uh, and not always easy, but but absolutely beautiful. And so, I, I just real quickly, I'll, I'll I'll tell you. A few years ago, I was talking to my dad, and I said, Dad, tell me what you were thinking during that 10 year period that we were adopting, because I know it couldn't have been easy. I know you had to be you know, scared out of your mind at times and wondering if you were doing the right thing. And, and I'll never forget what he said. It made a huge impact on me. He said, Karen, I don't have the perfect answer for that. He said, people ask me all the time why we adopted so many kids. And he said, we didn't sit down and have a grand adoption master plan. <laughs> he said, all we knew is that we had a hard time saying no when we saw a need that the Lord was giving us to fill. Hmm. And I just thought that was so cool. He said, you know, we just had a hard time saying no. When we saw a need, we knew that we could fill. And so that has changed my perspective because I know that um, the Lord gives us opportunities every day to make a difference. And we sort of, we pray for those opportunities. And then I think sometimes we, we go, oh, Lord, surely you didn't mean that. You know? <laughs> and, and we walk right past them. And so I recorded a song on this new record called Ordinary Angels. And that is what this message is about. You know, it's about whether it's adoption or foster care or, or uh, I mean, volunteering at a local rescue mission. It doesn't matter. There's, there's thousands of ways we can all make a difference in the lives of other people. For me and my family, it happened to be through the beauty of adoption. But, uh, but we can all be an ordinary angel in somebody's life. And we've all had those people, you know, we've all had somebody step in just when we needed it the most. That's what the song says. When you need it most, the world is full of ordinary angels. So that's kind of the challenge that I wanted to put out there with that song is number one, stop and think about the ordinary angels you've had in your life and thank them, you know, reach out and thank them. Um, thank them more than once, (laughs) write them a card this Christmas season and say, I just want you to know how what a difference you made in my life. I just posted a picture on Instagram like this afternoon about thank you cards that I'm sending out for no other reason than just to say, I appreciate you in my life this year. And I'm, I'm so grateful for your friendship. So thank those people in your life. And, and, and number one, and number two, that, that you can be that for somebody, not just during Christmas, but all year long. So um, so look for those opportunities and, and don't let them pass you by. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as, uh, as those who are regular listeners to the show know, uh, my final question is always, uh, an opportunity for the guest to talk about the song of theirs that we're going to play when we finish. And since you just did that for ordinary angels, I want to instead, uh, just have you comment, um, Karen, I, I, I want you to, uh, end the show by, by um, leaving behind some advice. Um, you, you, what I'm driving at is you, you are not the average singer-songwriter. You, in fact, have the luxury of being promoted as an artist, a worship leader, and a speaker. Uh, so, so tell those in the listening audience who are up-and-comers about diversity, you know, meaning, uh, for example, not putting all your eggs in, in say, you know, just the singer basket, for example, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be a singer and that's what I'm striving to be. And that's all they do. They just focus on, on one aspect mm-hmm. of, of, like you say, there's so many talents that the Lord gives us that here's someone that is a singer songwriter, but she's, she's a recording artist. She's a worship leader. She's a speaker. So, so what advice do you have, uh, for those young listeners who are, um, a little too focused well, that's a great question, and uh, I'm really glad you brought that up because my whole life I I have been interested in a lot of things, and I've worked hard at a lot of things to to try to hopefully become good at them. <laughs> um, and and I would have to give credit as far as where that comes from. I have to give credit to my dad again because he always told me, Karen, you can do anything you want to do. 
take the limits off of your thinking. And he always used to tell this story. Um, of course, I realize as an adult that now that it was a kind of a half joke. He said, man, you, have you ever been to the fair when you see the jumping fleas? And we'd always be like, no, no, tell us. And he said, well, there would be this, you know, there's a, a glass bottle with a top on it. And and the fleas would would jump up and hit their little flea br- flea brains on these on this top. And after a while, you could take the top off, and the fleas would would stay in that little glass bottle without the top mm, on it. Wow. And of course, the and of course the 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 example there. We didn't know it at the time. We just thought, oh, it's a silly story that Dad's telling. But the whole the whole mentality is is that if you allow yourself to hit your head on the top and stay in that glass bottle, then you will. You will. But if you allow yourself to say, no, I don't have to stay in this little glass jar. I can do anything I want to do. I just need to take the limits off of my own thinking. But we're the ones that listen when people say, no, it can't be done. Or somebody told you in fifth grade, you'll never do that. And we remember those things and we listen to the the negative instead of the positive. Um, And so I've just always tried to, to adhere to that. And there are a lot of things that I'm passionate about. And my dad always told me, if you can figure out what you love to do and then find a way to get paid for those things, then you'll never work a day in your life. So that's my motto is to wake up excited every day. I I saw him again as a little girl. I saw him excited to go to work every day. And I never understood that until I moved to Nashville and started working in the the field that I'm working in. And now I'm excited to to wake up every day. I'm excited to jump on airplanes every other day and and head out on the tour that I'm heading out on or whatever it is. Um, I'm just excited about all the opportunities that the Lord gives me. So for somebody new starting out, I would say do not let yourself be limited to I can't. You know, eliminate the word can't from your vocabulary. Uh, If you want to run a marathon, go run a marathon. If you want to write a book, start writing it today. Uh, if you want to become a worship leader, then don't drop everything and necessarily move to Nashville tomorrow. Go to your, your local church and say, hey, how can I get involved in, you know, right here where I'm at? Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. And and we can all make a huge difference by by just going for it and not letting anything hold us back. Well said, well said, and, and uh, love, I love the story uh, from your father. So that's... Uh... That's a great way to close, and and thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed this, and and thank you for the work that you're doing in the Lord's name, and and just nothing but best wishes for you for your ministry, Karen. Thank you, Bruce, and and ditto to you. Keep doing what you're doing. I know that you're making a huge difference with your listeners, and and we as artists just really appreciate the, the outlet and the support of our ministry. So blessings to you guys as well. Thank you so much. And listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer songwriter Karen Williams. Be sure to visit her official website. It's www.karenwilliams.com. And once more, that's Karen with a Y. Please engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase her music. Remember that in December, if you purchase her new album through her website, you'll get a free download of Karen's Christmas music. And of course, keep up with her online to see where and when she will be performing so you can go see her in person. 
Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, or they call it repost episodes on there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show as well. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel all on nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Karen Williams. This is the one she talked about. It's called Ordinary Angels. Slips at 20 in the